Welcome to the Gathered Truths Podcast. My name is Jen Yaki. Join me as we create this sacred container for discovery and healing, a place where you are invited to safely inquire, contemplate, and explore the paths of wellness, awareness, and truth. Together we will listen, breathe, learn, and grow so that we can show up for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Welcome to Gathered Truths. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Gathered Truths podcast. This is episode number 12. So before we get going today, um, I think I've mentioned in the past that I have a Facebook group that um, is a five-minute meditation, and I've had some requests from people who are trying to take a social media sabbatical to move those. So I am in the process of moving them to YouTube and you can find those meditations at Gathered Truths. If you search that on YouTube, um, you'll be able to find it there. And then sometime after today's podcast, I will also put it on my website, www.jenyaki.com. And you can find it there. So if you'd like to do some meditation with me outside of this podcast, you can do that. So I hope that you are well. And I just want to say how much I appreciate the texts and the emails and the reaching out and letting me know that you are enjoying the podcast. That is so nice. And I appreciate you taking the time to let me know. And I love um, being able to sit here now and um, create the podcast. And I can picture some of you because you've told me stories as to where you are listening to the podcast. So I can imagine some of you walking your dog and in your car driving and... um, so I or sitting on your back porch. So I love that. So thank you for those visuals. Ooh. Well, I hope that you are well, as always. And if you are in the thick of it, this podcast might be for you. And even if you are not in the thick of it, this podcast might resonate with you. So this week's topic, overwhelm, overwhelm. And I had so many epiphanies about this topic. And I am currently in a state of overwhelm. There's too much. And what I recognized is that the more full my life gets with people, places, things, obligations, the more, quote unquote, too much is a feeling for me. And so maybe you have that feeling too, like, um, there's just too much too, too many things are happening in the moment. Um, 
And so deep breath. (laughs) I've had to take a few of those. So what I wanted to talk about is a couple of different ways to view overwhelm. So the first way is our response to overwhelm. And then the second thing is in the same vein, like solutions to overwhelm, but also the evolution of overwhelm, how we got to be in this place and and how much of it is self-inflicted too much, self-inflicted overwhelm and how much of it is just life's fullness. So here's what I know. I I can just speak for myself and maybe again, excuse me, that, you know, this resonates with you on some level. So a lot is happening um, in my life currently. My husband um, is taking on a new position at a new company. And that is changing our schedule. And I'm a very schedule, I like to have a schedule. So even to the point where like my Sundays, it's a scheduled day off, right? I have to I put that on the calendar, like I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not doing anything that day, I'm not going to schedule appointments or do the things. And that makes me comfortable, which is the other part of overwhelm and the response and what makes us comfortable and what doesn't. So my husband's taking on a new position, which is going to change our schedule completely. It's going to change my schedule and all the things that happen during the day. It's going to flip it upside down. And I find that I ruminate about this in my head. So I'm a very visual person. I have a relatively good photographic memory, but I see all the things in my head. If I close my eyes, it's like I can see all the different obligations and I can see the days of the week and I can get myself in a very riled up, uncomfortable place very quickly. So this morning, actually, at 4.30 in the morning, I woke up with just the, just this sensation in my stomach. And that is normally where my stress and where my fear and where my anger and where my irritation, frustration lives, anticipation. And I was thinking, it's okay. Like it's okay for all of this to be here. All of it. Because there's some excellent things happening with my husband taking this job on. And yes, it's going to require me to shift some things. And yes, that's not exactly what I want to be doing right now. But that can just be there. Just let it be. So the more I was taking some deep breaths and just kept telling myself, let it just be here. Invite it in welcome it. It just dissipated that sensation in my stomach just went away. And so I want to let you know that just because the sensation went away, the tasks still didn't go away. 
but I'm able to make better decisions when my focus isn't on the pit in my stomach or I'm not focused on all the things bouncing around in my head. So when you get uncomfortable, where do you feel it? Where do you notice that? Or do you not even notice it? Is it more of, you know, a verbal reaction? Maybe you stress eat. Maybe you drink one too many drinks. Maybe you overspend. So when you're feeling uncomfortable, what do you do? And where do you notice it in your body? So something else that I do, I was laughing um, yesterday when I was uh, out and about. My son is having um, it's spirit week at his school. And so every day there's a different theme. And so I was out getting him um, a shirt. And then before I left the house, I said, please keep the phone next to you guys so that when I get there and we can make a decision on which shirt you would like. And, um, okay, yeah, I'm going to keep the phone next to me, this, that, and the other. And I get there and I'm, I have 45 minutes cause I have to be someplace else. And so I'm there, I'm walking around the store and, um, I find a couple of shirts, I'm snapping pictures and I'm waiting and it is crickets, crickets. And I can feel the sensation coming back into my tummy. I can feel myself getting hot and then all of the things are coming up of all the things that are going on in my life. Not just nobody's answering my text about the t-shirts, but it's all coming back. Like Jay's getting a job. He's not going to be around. I'm going to have to do this, that, and the other. I'm going to have to rearrange this. Um, and then I can just feel myself getting hot and I, I bought the t-shirt cause nobody responded to me and I got back into the car and I started laughing and I said, I just really want to go back in there and spend 500 bucks on stuff I don't need. <laughs> I talked to myself a lot. I hope people aren't watching me while I'm in my car, but this is the, this is my, this is what I want to do. I want to escape, avoid the sensation, like I just want to make it go away. I want to make my uncomfortability go away. And, and the truth is this, listen, if I go back into the department store and spend $500 on stuff I don't need, now I'm going to have two problems. One, I still have the problem of the overwhelm of all the things that's happening. But now I have a whole bunch of stuff that I don't need. And I'm out $500. Um, and so this is like, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how it shows up for you. But just to notice that it does show up. And then, you know, perhaps get to a point where we have a giggle about it and go, oh my gosh, I'm just trying to avoid how I'm feeling right now. So here are some ways that I have found work for me when I'm feeling overwhelmed and then there's too much. Number one, I take a look at, is this self-inflicted? Am I saying yes to too much? And if I'm saying yes, I need to figure out if I need to unwind something 
or finish something out and not say yes to another thing. So I need to figure out if I'm part of the problem. And then sometimes the truth is life is in session. So if you are engaged in any way in life, if you have a family, if you have friends, if you have a job, if you have a volunteer position, if you um, are just a human, things are going to happen that are out of your control. People are going to pass away. Pets are going to get sick. The vacation that you planned, the airline is going to have a delay. The weather is not going to cooperate during, you know, homecoming. And so there's that. There are so many things like life is happening and it truly is how we respond to all that is happening around us. And so, you know, being a recovering type A personality and wanting to control everything, um, it's important, I think, to step back and have an awareness of, wow, I'm overwhelmed. Wow, this is just too much. And then decide how we're going to respond. So one way that I um, find solution is sitting, just sitting. You know, I just find a place where I'm on the ground, um, bum on the ground, back against the wall where I feel grounded, heels on the ground. So a chair doesn't work for me. I have to come all the way down to the ground. And sometimes coming down to the ground is in my closet um, and just sitting sitting there and just breathing and reminding myself that everything is okay. Everything will be okay. Everything will be as it is. And just sitting for a moment or two. And this is not like hours on end. It's maybe five minutes, 10 minutes until somebody comes, finds me, you know, the dog comes in, Lucas comes in, Jay comes in. And even then they know now that like, okay, well, mom needs a second. Because sometimes it just gets to be too much. So grounding ourselves is a great idea. And it's different for everybody. I mean, if you live someplace where you can go outside and take a walk and be in nature, you should do that. That's great. That is one of the other things that I do, especially this time of year. Go out and take the dog for a walk, leave the phone at home and go take a walk. And then sometimes the most beautiful things happen. So yesterday I went out and I took the dog for a walk. And then I run into a neighbor and that is always walking her chocolate lab. And this time she doesn't have her chocolate lab. But I don't have my phone with me. I don't have my earphones in. And she walks up to me and we end up having a 15, 20 minute conversation because not only has her dog died, but her husband suddenly died. And her mother-in-law died. And sometimes when we're trying to find solutions for ourselves, we end up helping someone else. So that is another thing that I think is a good solution, is doing something for someone else. Sometimes 
You can't predict you're going to be able to do that. I certainly, that was not my intention when I went out for the walk. But when I was able to bear witness and come alongside somebody else and just listen, all of the things that I was all stirred up about, they just went away. Not in the sense that I don't have to deal with them any longer, but that the rumination, the stirring up, the spinning, the uncomfortableness, the pit in my stomach was gone because I was no longer in my head. I was listening to another human being. So being of service, sometimes that means getting on the phone and calling a friend and reaching out and asking them how they're doing and not talking about yourself. In fact, when they ask you how you're doing, just redirect back to them. So being of service is a good way to get out of your head. Sometimes listening to a short meditation, that helps me. Um, I don't like listening to myself, so I use Insight Timer and the Calm app. Insight Timer um, and Calm, for that matter, you can click two minutes, three minutes, six minutes, whatever else, and um, I always feel better when I just sit still and meditate, whether guided or otherwise. Something else that I do is, especially when I feel myself um, spinning and there's just too much, there's my head is full, I look around where I am and I name five things that I can see. And I'm very specific. Like I see the blue, purple, and orange chair in the living room. I see my dog, Scout, that is white and he is a boxer. So I'm specific. Again, that pulls me out of my head and I'm back into reality, into what's happening in this moment. And you might have to name 10 things and that's okay too. And then the last thing I do, which I have mentioned a lot here is, is write. And some, it's not, you know, beautiful prose. It is bullets, bullet points of like things that that are on my mind just to get it all out. And then sometimes I can see that the things that I'm writing down are not mine to hold. So sometimes there is loss, you know, or a friend has had something horrible happen and they share that with you. And another friend does the same and another friend does the same. And and then all of a sudden there are all these things and you're looking around at your friend circle and you're thinking, wow, there is a lot of suffering happening here right now. And if we're not careful and we take that on as our own, it can be very overwhelming, very overwhelming. So again, in that situation, if there are things outside of your control, you have to, we have to decide what works best. How can we help? And sometimes it's most of the time, actually, it's just listening. Sometimes talking with a friend and getting all the things out, right, has the same significance or the same um, solution 
um, as writing it down. Sometimes, you know, we're in a space where we can't talk to somebody, we can't talk to a friend or talk to a therapist. And so what we have is, is um, journaling. And if you don't like journaling, because you're afraid of what people are going to see, then write it down and then shred it or use your notes app and then delete it. But science says that writing it down is almost as effective or equally effective um, as talk therapy. And remember that if you're going to speak to a friend, you want to speak to somebody who is not going to ramp up the vibration and the, the place that you're already in. So you want to make sure that the friend that you decide to talk to um, is somebody that can just listen and, and be grounded and not get wound up with you. Because that's not really what you're looking for. You're not looking to get more wound up, right? So taking some deep breaths and remembering that if your life feels too much right now, if it feels overwhelming, part of that is that you have a big life. You have a big, beautiful life. It's a full life. And that's a good thing. And then part of it might be that you've said yes too many times. And then just like the big, the big life that you have created, there, there are ups and downs. This is life's fullness. And I know that that doesn't take away whatever you're feeling right now. But I think that for me, it gave me some peace and some solace, knowing that this is the way that it's supposed to be. And there's only so much that I can control. And I just have to do my part. And the other thing that gives me peace is knowing that I don't have to like it. (laughs) So I am so excited for my husband to be off on a new journey and adventure. That part I love. I think it's great. But some of the things that are going to be required of me, I'm not that excited about. And that's the truth. And that's okay. But what I have found is I can't stop my, stomp my feet and squint, squish my face up and start shouting like I want to, like my little six-year-old inside of me wants to do. I got to take a deep breath and, okay, well, got to do some adulting here. And sometimes adulting stinks, and that's the truth. But I'm grateful to be able to adult. That's a lot today, wasn't it? (laughs) So listen, if any of this resonated with you, if you are in the weeds right now, if you are feeling like you are walking forward with some very heavy legs, if it feels like molasses, just take a deep breath. And just maybe stop for a second. And recognize, like, where am I feeling this in my body? 
What is really going on here? What is my resistance? And how can I look at this situation differently? And if you're like me, we have had some loss in my family this week. I'm not ready to look at anything more at the moment than the grief that I feel for my family. I'm not ready yet. Maybe tomorrow. But right now, I'm just feeling grief for them. And grief for me in, in, some, in some ways. But when I acknowledge that, it gives room for different inquiry and growth. And for me to allow it to be here because the grief, the ripple effect of grief, um, it'll, it, it's allowed to be here. It gives it space to be here. And you know as well as I do that you know grief is a cyclical process. And it takes time. It takes time. So let's um, come into our easy seat as I conclude the podcast today. And remember, as always, you're invited to keep your eyes open and just Place your feet on the ground. Can you do that? Place your feet on the ground someplace. And hopefully you're something, someplace rather that you can lean back and feel the support of the wall, the chair, the couch, the car seat. And move the shoulders away from the ears and soften the jaw. And then soften the belly. And soften the belly again. And notice that when you do, maybe your breath gets deeper. And softening the face again shoulders away from the ears and the belly again. And if there are sounds around you, noticing them, there are smells around you, noticing them. And then taking a breath in, and a breath out. And either keeping your hands in your lap or moving them to your chest, one on top of the other, if that feels good. And repeating the following phrases to yourself in your mind. I do not have to fix it. I do not have to do anything about it. 
I am free to let it all be. This too shall pass. Right now, it's like this. I am okay in this moment. I'm taking a breath in and a breath out and repeating again. I do not have to fix it. I do not have to do anything about it. I am free to let it all be. This too shall pass. Right now, it's like this. I am okay in this moment. I am okay in this moment. I am okay in this moment. Noticing if your breath has maybe slowed down a bit. Maybe it feels more expansive. Maybe you feel a little softer, less rigid, more at ease. But as I close the podcast, maybe you want to stay here and just sit for a bit. You have one or two minutes to do that. And continuing to check in with yourself and softening the body and taking some big breaths. And until next time, may you be at peace. May you be at ease. And may you be free.